We're delighted that this podcast is sponsored by Drench. We love their curated catalogue of high-quality bathroom products at affordable prices, which can transform your space into something beautiful. No matter how small the details may seem, Drench won't miss them. Use the code HOMENOTES10 for 10% off your first order. Welcome to Stories from Sites, the renovation podcast that digs a little deeper. I'm Amy Donalek, and together with my co-host, Jane Middlehurst, we peek behind the curtains of those Insta-worthy interiors to bring you the real processes people went through to make their dream homes a reality. After 10 years as architects renovating homes, Jane and I set up Home Notes to teach people how to take on their own renovation journeys. We've met so many inspiring people on the way, and now we want to share their incredible stories. This week, we chat to Jess, who, along with her partner, Darius, embarked on an 18-month process of completing the interior of their project. What started out as a necessity due to budget constraints became an expression of Jess's passion for interiors and design, showing if you can't get someone to do it for you, then you can do it for yourself instead. We talked to her about her renovation journey, the support of her family, and her take on creating a unique and beautiful home that comes from the heart. To start with, We'd love to know how your renovation journey began. So we were living in a flat in Brixton and we wanted somewhere bigger, but, you know, we couldn't afford it essentially. So that was creeping slowly out of London as well to try and find the right project. So we're in North London in Zone 3 and we found this house which had a really nice feeling about it. You know, when you just walk in and you're like, okay, this hasn't been loved in maybe a couple of decades now but it has been loved and we just kind of knew that it was the one and it was at the right price as well. So yeah, we took some extra money out of our mortgage and um, got stuck in. And I guess we were wondering how you set up the project. Was it, was it an extension? Was it an internal refurbishment? And what professional advice did you get? So it needed like a back-to-brick renovation, but we didn't have back-to-brick renovation money. So we kind of broke down the projects into what we figured we could do ourselves over time and with a lot of YouTube and whatever, and what we knew we needed professionals for, which was the structural work. It had an existing extension that was done about 20 years ago, but it was almost like an outhouse on the end of the kitchen with an accessible loo, but it was not in very good state. And so we wanted to keep that footprint, but essentially we had to knock it down and do that again. And we thought, while we're doing that, we'll go out the side return a little bit. So that's the bit that we were like, okay, let's get professionals for that bit. And that's the bit for the budget and everything else we're going to do ourselves. So that's kind of how the project was split. So we um, found a firm who could do the drawings of our idea because we couldn't quite stretch to an architect. And we kind of knew exactly what we wanted to do anyway. You know, it's a Victorian terrace. We didn't have the budget to reinvent the wheel. So we thought about how we wanted the light to come in, the size of the windows and everything. And then we just got someone to draw it out and submit that to planning permission and do the structural drawing. So that's what we spent money on, which was really worthwhile because we wouldn't know how to do the drawings. Of course, you need a structural engineer anyway. So we did that and that was really smooth. And then separately, we found a builder through a recommendation to do the physical work to the point of first fix. Wow. So you did it yourself from first fix? Yeah. So everything else in the house we did. So we rewired, did the plumbing. We did the bathroom in a room that wasn't there before. We 
literally took the rest of the house back to brick ourselves and figured it out. And then, of course, got professionals to sign off the electrics. But we redid them in the first place. Same with plumbing. Yeah, everything else we did ourselves, except the plastering. We didn't, we didn't venture plastering ourselves. Yeah. When the builder handed it over to you, you had obviously already organized that they weren't going to do the internal fit out. What was the state of the shell when they literally left site and said, here you go? It was still a shell. <laughs> but well, so then we started to kind of think, okay, maybe we should add on a few things. So then we were like, oh, how much would it be for you to do the tiling? And then we got the electrician to come back and do a couple of things. So it wasn't so bad, actually, because we'd realized this the kind of scale of a project doing the rest of the house ourselves. And we'd been saving as we went along. So they did underfloor heating and tiling. We got a company to come and do the doors. It wasn't so bad, but we didn't have a kitchen for quite a lot longer than we probably would have had if we'd got professionals to do the whole lot. So tell us about your next steps. How did you schedule those works out? I think we didn't realize exactly how long it would take. We kind of had a rough idea that it would take a long time, um, but, we, yeah. <laughs> but we were living in it. But at one point we didn't have a bathroom or a kitchen or a roof and it was winter. And thank goodness, a friend of ours needed a cat sitter. And so we were like, me, 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 can we please come and live in your house and have a loo and be warm? So we did that for a little bit. Then when we were back, we prioritized the loo upstairs bathroom we just needed somewhere to kind of retreat from the dust and just wash off the reno basically so we did that first that was our first priority and at that point we did have a roof as well and then we focused also on getting our bedroom into like a comfortable and cozy place so we didn't do stuff like the fitted wardrobes or anything by that point but we made it so that there could be a bed and it could be clean and we could seal it off from the rest of the house so for a, quite a long while, we were had a bathroom, but were eating peanut butter on toast. But, I mean, peanut butter on toast is delicious, so it's true. <laughs> for every meal. Um, yeah, mm. you can make it different. You can For breakfast, you can just have that. You know, for dinner, you can put hot sauce. <laughs> how long did it take in the end? Are you finished? Like, how do you see the renovation? I don't know if it's ever finished, but... Yes, I'd say we're reasonably finished from nothing to probably all of the rooms in the house, habitable 18 months. And that's because we were spending every evening and weekend doing it ourselves, you know. We made the first mistake of moving in and then destroying every room because we were restless. So, you know, the first day we moved into the house, we knocked down a wall upstairs. I mean, I don't know what we're thinking. In fact, I wasn't even in the room. I was downstairs and my dad was upstairs with my husband. And I suddenly hear this banging and they're knocking down a wall. And they're like, it's not supporting. I guess it was probably going to go at some point, but maybe not on day one. And then we, you know, we started stripping wallpaper in every room. We basically made every room a bomb site. Well, we probably should have done it one room at a time. So uh, I probably would have done that differently. But yes, because we'd done that, we didn't get to do one room at a time when we fixed it. Um, we did focus on like prioritizing rooms, but we were in every room, you know, kind of trying to do bit by bit. Do you feel like there was one thing that you had to do in terms of DIY that you feel extra proud about? I think the bathroom. So the upstairs, you know, in a Victorian terrace, sometimes there's that kind of that third room that's been was added some point later, not quite when the house was built. So that was a bathroom and a bedroom 
But to get to that only a bathroom, we had to go through the third bedroom. So we ended up knocking it all through and having this giant third room, which we then split into bathroom at the place we wanted it and bedroom at the back. So we did that, built the stud walls, did the plumbing, did the tiling, did absolutely everything except the plastering and saved ourselves quite a few thousand pounds in the process. So that was our biggest achievement, having having not done anything before. Yeah, but my dad is handy. My dad's um, business is curtains and blinds, but he kind of knows how to do stuff. Um, and so he showed us quite a lot, a lot, a lot. A lot. Uh, he lives over two hours away, but he would schlep up on a Sunday quite regularly to show us how to do things and help. So we couldn't have done it without him. I can really see that from your Instagram account that it was a bit of a family effort. Do you think that kind of helped buoy you through the harder times? Were they rallying you along? For sure. I, I just don't know how we could have done it without them. I mean, even if it was just like calling my dad, because I was in Selco for the zillionth time asking what, like, what's the right tool. And I realized so much of it, uh, so much of renovating is having the right tools and he has all the right tools. So he could bring them up and leave them at our house. And my mum helped a lot too. My mum doesn't have those practical skills, but on those first few days when the house was really in a filthy and in a sorry state, my mum, you know, got the rubber gloves out, wiped my tears and then wiped every surface in the house. <laughs> So yeah, it was a family effort. I mean, renovating is a, is a privilege and Darius and I both grew up, you know, with, with mums struggling and like my mum didn't have any, you know, even furniture and we, we lived on quite a few handouts from, from people. It was amazing. And, and they didn't have like cash to start us off, but they did have time and love and like they've given us more than their fair share of that. So yeah, oh gosh, I'm a bit emotional about that. <laughs> so yeah, what they couldn't give in hard cash, they more than gave us in in like just time and effort, which I couldn't be more grateful for. Oh, that's so wonderful. That's an amazing part of the the story. I was just going to ask as well. It's not just your wider family, but you had a baby through this process at the same time as well. How did that fit into the puzzle, and how did you manage? Yeah, I think definitely. Having a baby on the way drives you to get some more things finished. Growing up, I used to always see ads of like pregnant women in dungarees decorating. I don't know why, but I kind of always wanted to be that person. And then when I was, I really did not want to be that person. But anyway, yeah, I did spend quite a lot of time heavily pregnant up a ladder painting, trying to get things done. And so that, that made a difference. And then, of course, it's made a big difference to how we use the house. Because we have a one and a half year old um, little girl terrorizing the cats and the whole place and trying to figure out how to make it baby friendly and realizing all the things that we didn't plan for. But that's all part of it. What would you say was the most unexpected thing about the process? Kind of what took you by surprise? I think how much money you can save by picking the right bits for the professionals to do so that people's time is expensive but but some jobs in a renovation are low skill so those are the jobs that we could take on with confidence and save ourselves so much money and then for the things like the structural work or the gas or whatever you pay the professional on in the and in that you save so much money but I, I think it's it's such a nice thing to talk about because with the cost of renovation prices being so high, lots of people are having to 
phase their works. They're having to get involved. They're having to learn how to do things themselves, which I feel like you said was really, you know, it was really normal for our parents' generation. But actually, it, it feels a little bit like we're, our generation is learning those skills now. Did you feel that you were just happy to jump in and get involved? Because I noticed you did some more experimental things like you did lime plaster wash. And was it exciting to you to experiment even a little bit beyond what is the normal DIY? Yeah, for sure. I think, look, don't get me wrong. If I could pay professionals for everything, I 100% would. <laughs> um, and, you know, it, but that's just not possible for most people, realistically. And so I still wanted all of these things I had ideas for. So the way to get them was just, yeah, to do them myself. And, and it's amazing how, I don't know, just invigorating it feels to just know that you can figure it out yourself. Like I was a bit nervous to use power tools, but like it's actually no big deal. And there's no reason why I couldn't do it versus any other DIY enthusiast. And I think sometimes it can feel like, you know, if there's something to be done on the jigsaw or whatever, then, you know, the man should do it. But I can feel that way. And certainly I've like defaulted, but there's no reason to. It's not heavy, you know, and it's not even like I'm not strong. You know, there's just so many things that can perhaps be in your head or maybe just my head that make put you off as a woman sometimes trying these things. But there's, a, there's just no barrier. There's just no reason not to. And the more I did it, the more confidence I got. And the more I just go and be outside and plug in the tool and just do the job. And like, if you want like a nice, I don't know, I just made a bit of a wavy shelf for our hallway just because I fancied it. And there's no, there's just no reason not to it. And it actually took me about half an hour. So I feel like, yeah, the more confidence I've built, the more I've been like, I really like this idea I've got in my head. I wish I had the budget to just say, oh, hello, imaginary tradesperson, please, can I, can you do all of these things for me? But that doesn't happen. So if I want the nice things, I just have to make them myself. I love that, especially because I don't know, in my family, it was like mum had really clear ideas of what she wanted, but then would have to just wait for dad to like want to do that thing, which he never did. So I think there's something really empowering about just like, do you know what, actually, like, I've got this. Yeah, I love that. That's the same for my mom. I definitely fall back into that trap, you know, just like even putting up a picture and then you're like, what am I doing? Like, yeah, don't get me wrong. I also try and default to my dad. If my dad's around, I'll try to get him to do it. But, <laughs> but yeah, you just have to sometimes, no one's going to do it for you. So come on, girl power. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. I think we just fell in love with your feed and your pictures of your home. The love and care and detail really just shines through and comes across. It's such a, a warm and inviting place. And I think perhaps just through talking through everything, that really does come across with, from all the effort that you you put into that yourself. It really shows. No, oh, thank you so much. That means a lot. I feel like whenever I talk to people about their home, whenever people do ask for my advice, my main advice is, it's you know it's for you you've got to think about the things that you love and make you feel good and how you want to feel because it's so overwhelming with your renovating especially or, or decorating the whole house to know where to start and you can save a zillion things on pinterest that don't really match up with your aesthetic you know you might look at them and realize there's loads of different trends you know which of them do you like or love or you might change your mind because you're influenced by different things on instagram so we 
we certainly did this and I advise other people to do the same is to kind of think back on or think about how you want to use the space and how you want to feel in the space and then think about a time that maybe made you feel that way so or feel some kind of special way so for example the reason our kitchen is this terracotta like lime wash color is when I was thinking about this, I was looking back on photos, remembering our honeymoon in Mexico and thinking, how lovely would it be to remember that kind of every day in the kitchen? So looked at the photos and picked out some colors from that and then tried them on the walls. And we did the same in our bedroom. We got married in the mountains and it was a rainy November day and kind of looked at the pictures of the green against the dark sky. And that's how our bedroom has a kind of dark green ceiling and slightly lighter green walls and then this kind of almost black green skirting which doesn't sound perhaps great descriptively but it does look nice (laughs) and um, anyway so that reminds us of kind of that misty day in the mountains and that same thing is how we kind of did the whole house that's so beautiful that's very poetic i like that yeah focusing on recreating something that makes you feel good is it sounds so obvious when you say it but actually we don't often use it from our own history. I love that. And it doesn't have to be literal, you know, I don't, it doesn't literally have to look like that place. You know, people talk about the emotions of colour, but when you're starting from scratch and you're looking at paint charm, maybe you don't know how yellow makes you feel or how red makes you feel, you know, it, it's kind of overwhelming if you're not an expert, but you do know how you have felt. And so you can kind of then look back at the colour chart and think, oh yeah, there was that really nice sunset that time and I really like that pink so let's get it somewhere. I think you're so right it's so easy just to get into the pinning like you just can go a bit manic and just be like oh yeah I like that I like that I like that but there's a rigor to interior design which is really trying to extrapolate what it is about the thing that you like. What would you say were your highs and lows from the process? Highs were is, is now, but it's pretty much finished and not even really remembering all the dust. <laughs> and the lows were, you know, we, we ran out of money for sure. At one point, there was a period where my husband was changing jobs and there was a bit of time without any income and it was pretty, it was a pretty scary time. And I think lots of people have to do it to varying extents, those kind of terrifying times where the money's running out or has run out. And prices have gone up or your job's changed and you have to figure out a way to get through it. And that did mean a lot more DIY and extra hustling, with it, you know, taking on extra work, extra jobs and to get it done. So that was definitely the low. But, you know, money doesn't grow on trees. It's true. Do you, you know, those kind of moments where you're really pushing hard to, you know, gosh, we've you said it's like every evening and every weekend. How did you uh, carry on and get the tools out and, and keep going? A necessity, absolute necessity. Um, my husband always jokes that if we ever move, we're getting a new build, which we are not. But I like, I like a new build, but I, my dream is a Georgian townhouse. So <laughs> we can all dream. We, we just kind of had to push through together. At least we were doing it together. You know, I'm not saying that on a Sunday night when we decided to just do one more bit of a job and then we realized that we just caused ourselves like six hours more work and we had to get up, you know, like five o'clock next morning for work. I'm not saying we didn't regret it. There are a few of those. 
but there's something amazing about doing it yourself, doing something together. And that was pre-baby as well, which makes it a little bit easier. Now everything has to be done whenever she sleeps, which is, you know, even, even further reduces the windows to get things done. But yeah, something amazing about pulling together, especially if family are involved. And a couple of times even friends came, you know, to help us carry things through the house and that kind of stuff. It's kind of amazing how, how people will help you with something so important to you as your home. You know, it's not like we're flipping houses. I'm sure no one would help us then. <laughs> we know we're trying to build a home for our family. And just finally, like now you, you're getting your time back. I guess that you have free weekends and evenings. Is it become somewhere where you can all be and enjoy the work that everybody's put in? I'd love to say that that's the case, but in the evenings at the moment, I'm making a good stool and I'm planning on like, I've just got so many little things that I want to do. Now, you know, the walls might be done, but I'm building chairs. Wow. That's the bug. That's <laughs> the bug right there. <laughs> so no, but yes, definitely more. And you know, when people come and they're like, wow, you have a grown up house. We're like, wow, we're so lucky. You sometimes when you're in the thick of it, maybe you, you know, forget to be so grateful for like a house I would have dreamed of growing up in. And like now we get to have our child grow up in. Like we're so lucky. And yeah, so sitting and being grateful and thankful, especially to my parents. And, you know, to each other for not like killing each other in the process. Everybody should get extra brownie points for that. (laughs) I actually feel really inspired. My house is just 100% white walls because that was something we were going to do ourselves. We just said, oh, just put like builders white paint everywhere and we'll get around to it. And obviously we never did. So maybe I'll do some thinking about my inspiration for that. Color, color. No, no, no. I'm colorist for everyone as well. Your me- your best memories might have been, you know, snowy. In a white art gallery. Yeah. <laughs> in a white art gallery. Hey, thank you so much for your time and just for being so honest and open about your journey. It's really lovely to hear. It was so nice to speak to you. Thank you. To see images of Jess's home and her travel-inspired kitchen, head to our website, homenotes.co forward slash stories from site. And if you're thinking of starting your own renovation project, then come join us on the guided version of our Getting Started course, where we personally take you through all the steps to prepare for a successful project. Book now and you'll get a great discount and lots of extras. Booking closes this Sunday, the 29th, so don't miss out. Visit our website at homenotes.co and sign up now.